very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. You are very welcome to this week's episode of Sportsbeat Extra. I'm Sean Connolly, and we've got a very entertaining show in store for you today. We'll be diving into the accomplishments of one of the region's most impressive female cyclists. But first up, I caught up with two of Wexford Jude's superstars as they prepare for the title run-in, including the meeting with Treaty United at 6pm this evening. So sit back, put your feet up and enjoy the next 30 minutes. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie Bringing the sports stars to you 18 plus, gamble responsibly See GamblingCare.ie I am very pleased to welcome Wexford Youth's Aveen Clancy and Kira Rossiter to the show You're both very welcome today It's been an eventful few weeks in the Women's National League And Wexford Youth find themselves top of the table Aveen, for you, what would it mean to capture a first winner's medal? Oh, it'd, be, it'd be unreal if we end up winning the league like, you know, Rossi there has, has already been there, done that. But it was like this team has had such huge success. And obviously we shared in that last year in the cup final. But to to win the league is obviously what you're working on all season. So that would be, it would be un- unbelievable to win with this group of girls. And I suppose touching on Kira there, it's an altogether different feeling for yourself having been here before. That being said, you must be chomping at the bit to reclaim that title and to, to obviously see Wexford get back to where they rightfully deserve. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's been a while since we won it, but um, like there's still five games left. There's still a long way to go. Um, five massive games. So I suppose there's no point in looking too far ahead yet. Uh, like we just have to take it game by game. And up next is treaty at the weekend. So I suppose we're just kind of focused on that rather than looking too far ahead at the moment. But yeah, it would be it would be unbelievable now to get back there. Yeah, and you've touched on that, that with five games to go, obviously looking at that 3D United game at 6pm on Saturday. How is the dressing room and the management team prepared for that, Avine? Is there a, a good sense of camaraderie and belief that these five games can be seen through successfully? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's always just taking game by game. I don't think whether it's the start of the season and the season, we kind of approach each each game the same and it's just the three points on the day. Um, I think we've probably been building a bit of momentum which is good to see but yeah I have to stay focused for each game and I think there might be talk of the end of the season at the moment but that's not really what we're focused on it's just week in week out and treaties are our only sole focus at the moment. I suppose that's spoken like a true professional and I, I know it would be something that would be worked on on the training ground obviously Stephen is very meticulous in what he prepares prior to each game has it been very important on his side, Kira, to not overlook any opposition, despite how overwhelming the odds might be? Absolutely, yeah. Stephen, Stephen and Lizzie are both very, very good at keeping us grounded um, and keeping us level-headed. Like as is Kylie, I would say she'd kill us now if we were to, we were to kind of overlook any opposition. Um, but you have to like this season has been unbelievable. Like I think the standard has really risen. Um, throughout the whole league and every team there, I don't really think there's any team that you can underestimate or think that you're going to go into it and, and walk over like it's just it's been such a competitive year and I think the lead up to the end of the season really shows that with four teams still in competition for the title um, so I think like yeah there's there's no overlooking anyone and 
it's just it's been a really good season and the buzz around the place in the dressing room this is unbelievable. I think it's definitely been one of the best ones so far, I think. Every week has so many different turns and roundabouts that it's impossible to see where it's going. Even at this stage of the season, despite the optimism that we have there for Wexford, you can't overlook any one game. You can't overlook any one week. But saying that, and with it being so close, 2018 seems a very, very long time ago. A return to the Champions League is potentially so close. As someone who's been around for quite some time, Curia, what would that mean to you in returning back to that Champions League format? Oh, that'd be unbelievable, to be honest. Like, obviously, that's something that you'd never, ever imagine yourself playing in. It's such a, like, it's European European football, like, with your with your club and with your family. Like, you know what? It's, it's something that you'd never think that you'd get to. And... Even when we were there, like a few years ago, you're there and you're thinking, like, it, this could be the last time that you ever played there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's such a big thing and it's such a hard thing to get there. I think if we were to get back there now next year, it it would be, be unbelievable. It'd be great to have like some of the younger girls who have never experienced that. It'd be great to maybe give them the opportunity to experience that as well, but. Like I said, it, there's no point in thinking too far ahead because that's still a long way down the line. <laughs> so it's, it's the cherry on the cake. And I suppose yeah, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth ever so slightly with regards to the, the younger crop of player that's coming through. Now, obviously, the caveat of being able to reach that, it, it shows its testament to how far the women's game has come along. But Ivina, someone like yourself who is relatively new in terms of your career, what would it mean to you to be able to, to play at that level and to, to represent the club, the county and the country on such a huge stage? Yeah, like when, when you think of playing Champions League football, it's it's surreal. Like Rossi said, it's obviously a good, a long way down the line yet, but to play within your career, to play in such a prestigious tournament, like it's the, the pinnacle of club football. So to play in that with Wexford, with the girls and like in a, with their best friends, like with a club that seems like family um, would just be unbelievable. Wexford almost, it, it belongs there. You should be given a passage every single year, I think. Touching on, on, on someone that you made reference to a few moments ago in Kylie Murphy. She recently achieved a ton figuring goals for the club, an absolutely phenomenal achievement. Yeah. Now, Aveen, sticking with yourself as someone who is obviously relatively new to the league in the setup, how important are figures like Kylie and Kira here to yourself? I'll give, give Rossi a big head now. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, you know, the likes of, of Kylie saying reaching 100 goals, like that's like amazing to reach that within the Women's National League. And then you have the likes of Rossi, you know, Nick, Nicholas Innes, Edel, like you could, the list goes on, but they've really been the foundations of what the club has has been built on. And they're, they're such huge players for us. And then the experience, like just to mention, like what Rossi, you're on about Champions League. Um, winning the league, winning the cup, like in in terms of women's football in Ireland, they've done it all. So as a, a relatively young player coming in, just to be able to feed off off of what they've done, what they've learned throughout their career today is is huge, and it's such a learning curve for the younger players and for the underage system coming through. It's it's class. Kira, with yourself, someone who's been around that bit longer. I mean, you must be incredibly proud of Kylie being able to achieve such a a record feat like that. Yeah. I'm asked- Absolutely delighted for her. I don't really think there's anyone in this league that deserves it more than her. Like <clears throat> the work that that woman puts in to still be able to play today, like the stuff that she does in the background. I don't think there's anyone that compares to the level of commitment that she puts in 
uh, on and off the pitch and like as a leader I think we're so lucky to have had her for me for the last 10 years as my captain like I I couldn't have asked for anyone better and I I don't want anyone better because I don't think there will be better than her I just can't speak highly enough of her she's just she's another level and I don't think anyone will ever understand how unbelievable she is <laughs> well I don't think you can do much more than that <laughs> just sticking with yourself there Kira, for a second and extremely disappointing news coming out of Galway in the last week and that they won't be competing in the WNL next season it's very disappointing news for the league in general isn't it yeah it's crazy like I think that came as a bit of a shock to be honest like I didn't really didn't see that coming at all Galway are one of the top teams in the league and they have been for the last I think 10 years or however however long it's been so like I, I can't really believe that um that they're they're leaving but hopefully um Galway United will take over I don't know what the story is there but it's it's really good to see coming from that announcement from Galway the support from other uh women's national league teams and men's teams and just other people in football over social media has been really good and I think everyone feels the same like no one wants to see Galway without a team in the women's national league because they've been there since day one and it'd just be really weird like not having them there extremely weird and I'll be watching on with quite a bit of curiosity to see how it does unfold because it was very surprising especially in this day and age I suppose I want to shift again away slightly but I feel it's imperative to pay homage to the international accomplishments of Vera Powell's side and Wexford obviously has plenty of representation even alongside her in, in Tom Elms how excited are you with the progress that the country has made Avi? Yeah, it's it's a really exciting time for Irish football. You see the momentum that the, the women's national team is gaining is unbelievable and with the potential of playing for an Irish team to re- reach their first major tournament and play in the World Cup is is unbelievable. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting times. Now, I want to talk as well about something very, very important because on the show, I would be a tremendous advocate for the 20 by 20 athlete. So I want women to have as much representation in sport as men. The importance of grassroots in the sport can't be ignored. A wonderful coaching session occurred in the club on Wednesday gone with up to 30 underage girls, all made possible by Energia, who are obviously a proud sponsors of Wexford Youths. And I'd love to hear what these sessions mean to you both. How did it go in the day, Kira? It must never get old being able to give back to the community. Yeah, no, it was it was actually deadly, to be fair. And energy are, are brilliant to be, to be able to set that up and give us the opportunity as well to kind of meet these younger girls and uh, get to get in and maybe give back some of our experience to them and see the quality that's coming through I think Avian will agree with me when I say that the quality was unbelievable like the the level of football there was class yeah. and it, it shocked me to be honest um I was really impressed and they're all great crack and it's just so good to see so many young girls coming through from Wexford and around and wanting to play with Wexford youths and to be part of this family and we kind of reiterated that to them as well on Wednesday when we were with them, that it is a family and it's such an unbelievable club to play for. But like I said, the level of football there was was deadly and it was just so good to see so many girls interested in football at that age because I suppose it's an age where, I don't know, I, I feel like younger girls kind of, as they're getting older, kind of fall off and kind of forget about sport and maybe go into other things. But it's just so good to see so many girls really interested in football and wanting to play and wanting to be part of this club. I couldn't agree more. 
I suppose with you, Avian, it's not so long ago that you were in many of those young girls' shoes looking up at your heroes. How does it feel to now have it reversed and to be a hero to many of those girls? Yes, I draw my hero now to them, but um, look, it's great to see so many girls out in, in Ferry Carrig. And yeah, I totally agree. Rossi, they're the way, like, you're looking at them at, out in the pitch and you're like, gee, they're, they're little ballers, like, and you're kind of looking back and being like, I can't remember ever being like that. But um, yeah, even if you look at like our senior team within Wexford, I don't think a lot of the girls coming through would have had that like support and that network to really progress from like an academy level up to the senior senior team. So it's great to see the future of Wexford Youth essentially. And I think what could be coming down the line is is really exciting. No, I couldn't agree more. And especially when you have the backing of, I suppose, proper sponsors that are taking care of women in the game as well. It gives ample opportunity to, I suppose, allow those girls to grow into women in sport and not forget about this because they know they have the capacity to be able to sustain the sport and that it's not a financial burden on them in any way, shape or form. Guys, it was wonderful speaking with you both. I wish you both the very best of luck against Treaty and for the remainder of the season. I'll be watching on with much anticipation and I'm sure you can see it through. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie Bringing the sports stars to you. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See Gambling Care I'm very pleased to welcome Jane Cullen to the show. Jane is an elite cyclist who has just completed the Ross Naman, which is Ireland's premier women's stage race. Jane, it's great to speak with you today. How are you? I'm fine, good. Thanks for having me on the show. Good, good. Now, look, before we dive into the details of the Ross, can you talk me through the preparation that goes in beforehand? Oh, well, preparation goes in, I suppose, a year ahead, a year, nearly a year beforehand, really, you know, um, like say November last year, I made the decision. I was, I said, right, want to do the Ross. Um, I need to get some sort of training plan here. I need structure. Um, I had been cycling. I had started um, racing um, the previous year, but um, I said I get a trainer on board. And um, yeah, the goal was to do the Ross, do domestic races as well, but just kind of get um, a plan in place and get your eating and everything. Met with a dietitian, the whole lot. So yeah, even and the week leading up to it as well. So yeah, kind of goes back even from nearly a year um, so yeah there's a lot of preparation involved Talk us through the diet talk us through uh, I suppose how much calories you need to take on in terms of hy- I suppose in terms of food but also with the hydration as well Oh yeah like water well that's key anyway um, you'd have to be constantly sipping on that anyway but like food um, like say breakfast is key Bre- breakfast is everything really you know like say on training days you know uh, porridge toast banana tea coffee um, then you'd be kind of snacking on fruit throughout the day on a regular kind of training day lunch um, again you kind of have something a bit more substantial than say just a sandwich you know you kind of nearly have like a mini dinner really you know or you have kind of like that pasta rice um, bagels things like that um, and then even the timing then as well even like before like say train night they start training like say after work say 6 o'clock you know like I might have like say a banana or rice krispies like say an hour or two beforehand and even down to what you eat kind of like say you wouldn't have butter or things like that beforehand because again it's all about digestion I learned like say with um with dietitian like it makes an awful difference and then when you're on the bike then you have your fueling for that as well you have your carbohydrate drinks you have your um energy bars even like down to like say you know nature valley bars which is square so you have to be taking on food you know I suppose it depends on the person but like for me I'd be having a bar maybe training every half an hour every 40 minutes and you have carbohydrate drink you'd be sipping on that um, and then after it then as well, like recovery again, come home, you know, you have your dinner um, and then you have something as well. You have like, say, um, a snack before you go to bed as well. You might have 
sometimes cereal, you might have, again, bread. Again, it's just replacing it with the carbs, really, because you're using a kind of, bit like petrol in a car. You have to be, you have to be taking on the carbs, because if you don't do that, you don't recover. And if you don't recover right, you know, the training, it's not wasted, but you're not getting the most out of your training. So the eating is just as important as the training as well, really. As if the race wasn't going to be hard enough. It sounds like the diet is nearly twice as hard. Um, <laughs> now, I, yeah. suppose, <laughs> I suppose, moving to the race itself, talk me through your experience. Yeah, um, well, it was an experience like no other, but oh, it was, it was brilliant. Like, so, it started on the Wednesday, um, and like that, I've been training for it and everything. Um, and just as we were starting, it started to rain. So, typical Ross weather, you know, they always say <laughs> that's typical Ross weather, but it was about... I think it started with 115 women, and bearing in mind as well, like I think, I think there was 30 um, amateurs, the Irish girls, about 30 of us all together, and the rest of them were all professionals. There was a team from Kuwait, there was teams from the states, um, there was girls from the continent, they were from the Netherlands, from France. So you know, you know, this year they're doing the Ross, next year they could be doing, they could be doing the tour. Um, so it was just even the 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 amount of women as well, and like it's great racing in Ireland, but it really gave you a feel for what it would be like, say, if you were racing on the continent. These girls are used to doing it all the time. There's literally not a whisper between between you, you know. Um, and then the speeds then as well. Like, we left we left Kilkenny and we made our way to Callan. And it's just... And then with the, the cars and everything, and it's just that... This, it's like what you see on TV, basically. It's kind of like Tour de France. Um, but being in it and in the bunch, in the peloton, it was just... It was an experience to see just the calibre of girls. Um, that are doing it day in, day out. It nice. really was a great experience. I suppose there's a reason that it is Ireland's premier women's stage race. So it it should be all the bells and whistles that it sounds like it is. Having completed it, which is obviously achievement in, in itself, do you think you'd do it again? Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, I'm going to... I'm uh, just winding down now and I'll start back winter training now, um, probably in November. And yeah, that should be, yeah, back at it again and just... Again, try and do that bit better again next year at it, you know, and um, be ready for next year's racing as well. But uh, definitely, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, love to do it all going well. I get a good winter again under me and stay healthy and everything. Um, I'd do it again. But it is, I think, if, if you're into racing or anything like that, it is just, it really is a fantastic experience. And then to get through it and say that you completed a race with professionals, you know, because as well, not everyone finishes it. I think we started with 115 girls, and I think maybe it was in 1992 finished. And some professionals didn't finish as well. Some maybe girls get sick or they, you know, crash or for whatever reason, they're outside the time limit because you have to finish within, I think, is it like 25% of the winner or something. So, like, you can't just roll around. You have to be, you know, you have to try and stay with them as long as you can and make it within the time because if you don't, you can't start the next day. And again, that's the way the professional races are. It's the same in the tours, the same in any of the races on the continent. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, you have to be tuned in the whole time. For sure. And obviously, this wasn't your only outing in the cycling world. I know you previously achieved a bronze medal in the Munster Championships. But what were the major differences that you noticed between both events? Um, yeah, definitely it's just the amount of women. Because, um, th- like that, it's the same women you're cycling against kind of the whole time around here. You have maybe a bunch. Like, if you had a you had a race with 30 women in it over here, that'd be a, a good amount. But th- th- that's such a difference compared to, say, 30 women and 115 women. That and... And now, the standard is exceptional in Ireland as well. And loads of people have said it to me. It's actually coming on and on every year. It's actually very, very high. But again, you're dealing with girls that are full-time. They're professionals. They're doing this day in, day out. So the speeds, it's just... Do you know, like, the, the, 
the attacks and the constant attacks and then the attacks are longer as well because you have professional teams like say we had the Irish team and then the other girls as well the attacks are longer and they're harder so in um, the domestic scene they wouldn't be as long and they wouldn't be as hard now don't get me wrong they're very hard but it's just the sheer the speeds it's just the speeds and the amount of girls and then as well their bike handling as well like we had like the weather oh it was like the, what I said earlier, it's typical Ross weather. It was just, there was there was puddles on the road, like you'd be aquapaining. I had, I've had drier swims, really, to be honest, some days, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, and and the girls like that. They're so used to racing in even conditions like that, especially the Belgian girls, because they get that weather. And they just, they're going into corners, they're going down hills. You wouldn't do speed, you wouldn't do the speed in the rain in the car. But we were doing it on a bike on two wheels, you know. Um, but again, it's a great experience to witness that, and it, it brings you on as well an awful lot for the racing here as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I suppose so. it's, it's all a part of the journey and a part of the experience. Uh, something that I want to ask you: equality in sport in the country is something that we're obviously striving to achieve. Now, as an active member of the cycling world, what is your perspective on women in sport? Um, oh well, like to be fair, the women put in such such uh, as much work as as the men. Um, like say like that to myself and any and the rest of the girls as well like they're all putting in you know 14 16 even 20 hours a week some girls are you know would be semi-professional in ireland as well and trying to be professional so they'd be pushing in oh some of the girls as well like they're putting in say nearly 30 hours a week and again they have the commitment they're doing it day in day out some women are working some women are some girls are in school they're managing their leaving search they're managing some and plenty as well have families they have kids so they're just they're so determined um, like say one of my friends, you know, she's in her forties and she did the Ross. You know, even to be to be at that level, to be able to put that time into it, you know, like they're just so committed. The women are they're so committed, so determined. And like say plenty of the amateur women as well, they were finishing in the lead bunch with the professionals. So like I like the standard in Ireland and what people have told me as well and from what even I see, it's just come on strength strength leaps and bounds really. What advice would you give to any young girl that is thinking about getting involved in the sport today? Oh, I think definitely join a club anyway. Like, I'm grateful for my own club, like Pandrew Carrick Wheelers. Like, say, join a club, join your local club and start out there and go on spins. Do you know anyone as well that's into cycling? Like, say, my, my uncles and my cousin. That's how I got into it as well with them. Um, I just went out on spins with them um, many years, not, not that long ago, a couple of years ago now. But get into that and just give it a go. I even noticed as well, like say last year when I started racing as well, um, the car- the races to be on in Corkick Park. It's a little cycle track, um, and that's a, that's great as well. It's so so safe. There's no cars, no nothing, and they have ra- they have the A races and B races, and B races are for girls um, and women that that um, they never raced before. Um, there's training days as well. I know there's um, cycle cross training as well this weekend coming up. So if you have a look at the Cycling Ireland website or, or Women's Cycling Women's Commission. There's loads of events, like training days, getting getting people into cycling, getting girls. And you can be young and you can be old too. You know, plenty, plenty of my friends that didn't start cycling maybe until, not say, into their 30s, not saying 30 is old, but, you know, and like they've done two Ross, they've done two Ross in an hour. So it's it's never too late either. Get into it when you're young or get into it when you're older. But there's loads, there's loads out there. Join a club um, and you'll, you'll make friends for life as well because you'll meet people, similar mindset, and you'll, you'll um, be going out for spins and everything. So no, it is definitely give it a go. Um, give it a lash.
Excellent, excellent. And what has the remainder of 2022 got in store for you? Um, well, I just, I suppose, I'm going to do a bit of off-road now. Um, the later end of the season, I'm going to take, I'm just winding down after the off now. Um, I'll take two weeks of break now in October. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to give the cyclocross um, a go. I have I have a bike for that. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to tearing around the muck. Um, so it should be a bit of crack anyway. So I do that and then combine that with winter training and then back road. All going well in the new year. All go so, all go. It's an absolute pleasure speaking with you and I look forward to touching base with you in the future. Sean, thanks a million for having me on. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie Bringing the sports stars to you. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie That's all for this week's show. As always, I want to hear from you. If you're interested in talking about your club or sport, drop me a mail at sport at beat102103.com and we can have a chat. Beat Anthems is coming up in a minute, but right before that, we got something very special for clubs and societies in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie How do you fancy winning a grand for your club? Club Focus is back. Each month I'll visit a club in the region and I'll give them a chance to take their place in the limelight to feature on air, online and across our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one lucky club will bag €1,000 bursary. The winning club will also be chosen through a public vote, so why not use the opportunity to attract new members? Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that they have on local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie